Hi, everybody. I'm Teresa Fien Millies, and this is Ninth Arcana, a tarot podcast. I'd like to spend some time telling you about my decks. I own, I believe now, 85 decks. They are in their own cabinet. I have a tarot cabinet. They are on my bookshelves. They are all over my studio. I've bought about seven new books since I started this podcast. I have read more about the history of tarot and I have understood this as an art form in a richness that I have never understood before. I really love these cards and I've picked these eight decks because either they're decks that I've had since the beginning and never really understood them or resonated with them or they're new and they're beautiful. Um, I chose some decks that are somewhat historic and some that are contemporary. The first one I'm calling the Catalyst deck. So there is one deck that I've been using for years that I've read the most people with, that I've pulled out the most, that lives in my backpack every day, all day. And that's the Aquarius Tarot. This came out in 2017. An artist on Instagram made it and printed it, self-published it. Her name is Dawn Aquarius. It's basically a redrawn Waitsmith with different colors. And I bought it because it's psychedelic colors and I'm very drawn to very deep colors I um, actually just ordered my third one she's in her 11th printing now and um, the first one I cut the sides off and made them smaller and made them boundless and the second one I have lost all of the court cards so the third one will be complete and I'm just going to hold on to it so this is the deck that I'm using to shuffle and pull the first card because it's the one that resonates with me the most and it's beautiful. It's no longer in print. If she does a 12th printing, she usually puts it up on her Instagram. I will link the Instagram. Don't even worry. The first is the Catalyst deck. So the first deck that I'm pulling intentionally from is the Rider Waite Smith. I want to do an entire episode on this deck because it is the most well-known. It is the it is the tarot deck. It's like the you know, the deck that everything else is made off of or based off of in theory, mostly there's a lot of uh, Tarot de Marseille also, which is another thing that I want to do a whole episode about. Um, but the Rider Waite was created in 1909 by Arthur Waite and Pamela Coleman Smith. They were both members of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. They met around 1898. Um, Waite was an author. He's a writer. And he wrote a book about tarot. And in the Golden Dawn, they had their own tarot deck. And no one has any copies of this. No one knows what it looks like. It could be just like the writer Waite Smith deck. It could be completely different. All we know is that he believed and the Dawn believed, the Order believed, that tarot was an ancient esoteric device. And he wanted to write a book about it and put out a deck. So he met Pamela Coleman Smith, who was an artist. She was Yates' friend. 
and she had synesthesia and she was an artist and she made beautiful paintings. So he got her to draw the deck for him. She drew the entire deck in six months. She said later that she did a lot of work for very little pay. But this is a woman that she, her parents were from New York. They moved to London when she was small. She was related to like a senator or mayor or something. And when she was 10, her parents and her moved to Jamaica. At 15, she was back in New York going to Pratt. She was very highly educated um, very talented. She, her, she was friends with Yates. So she had some privilege, got her in the door to paint the most widely known tarot deck. Another thing about her is that the queen of wands is her friend Edith, who she lived with for 25 years. So, you know, there's that representation. So this came out in 1909. It was printed by a publishing company and that's where the writer comes from. That's the publishing company. It was bought by U.S. Games later, and that's who still puts out the deck. Um, the next deck is the Morgan Greer. So Morgan is the publishing company. Greer is the artist. So Greer was a, he worked for an advertising agency in Chicago. And Morgan saw in 1979 how well the Aquarian deck did in 1969 and he wanted to create a deck like that and make some cash so the Aquarian is not one that I'm using but I read about it and it came out in the late 60s and it was the next big deck after the Waitsmith and it was based on the Waitsmith so now we're just using the Waitsmith as a template the Morgan Greer is one of those. It uses it as a template, but the difference is that it's zoomed in. You're much closer. And this was printed without white edges, which is kind of a big deal because, I mean, there's just something about looking at a picture that doesn't have a frame. You feel more engaged in it. So it's closer. It's the late 70s. Um, the colors are much more vibrant. I didn't know this deck existed until I started reading the history of tarot art and it was mentioned and it's absolutely gorgeous. I foresee this becoming my all the time deck or at least all the other times that I'm not using the Aquarius deck. I want to read people with this one. There's an entry on tarot.com for the Morgan Greer that I want to read. The Morgan Greer tarot was created by artist Bill Greer under the direction of Lloyd Morgan. Greer was inspired by the images on the Rider Waite deck in the work of Paul Foster Case, another person that we need to talk about. As Greer says, there are certain colors used as dictated by Case for symbolic reasons. I sought to incorporate these colors and elaborate so as to create an immediate emotional reaction to each card, even before an image can be looked at in depth. This deck was first published by Morgan Press in 1979. There are no borders on the cards, and only the major and the court cards have titles. The figures on the Morgan Greer tarot are often large and seem to be close to the reader. There are full scenes on every card, and there's a separate companion book called the Ancestral Path Tarot. Something else I learned about this deck that was funny is that Greer drew it using a six-color wash, and the publisher published it using a four-color wash. So all that time that he took to make sure he had the right colors didn't even matter.
the next one is the mythic tarot so the mythic tarot was printed in 1986 i came across this because i went to a tarot reader i was reading oracle cards and i just didn't have the balls to pick up a deck and start reading it because i didn't want to spend all the time on the history and like learning it that way I had heard that you're supposed to keep a journal and journal on every single card. And that just sounded like way too much work. And I wasn't going to do that. So I was just reading Oracle cards. Um, He pulled out a deck and he turned the cards to me and he said, you can do this. Read to me, which as a reader, I would never do. That's insane. Like I paid you, bro. But what it did was it showed me that I can do this. And it showed me that these are just pictures and it really solidified that this is not inaccessible. Um, and then like three weeks later, a friend of mine dropped a deck and some books off on my porch. And this was the deck is the exact same one he was using. So this is the first one that I read people with in public and it is a favorite. So that's one of them. This deck is still sold by U.S. Games. You can get it on Amazon. Um, on their website, it says, first published in 1989, the Mythic Tarot deck has been an international success with tarot readers for 25 years. New life has been breathed into the classic deck with all new illustrations. In 2001, they totally redid it and republished it. The major arcana card illustrations depict the gods and goddesses, heroes and heroines of classical Greek mythology. The familiar archetypes reflect our own life patterns and experiences. These images are rich in psychological insight, providing wisdom and guidance for seekers of personal growth. The minor arcana are represented in the form of stories that occupy each of the four suits, <laughs> that occupy each of the four suits, each relating to a different sphere of life. Um, the next is The Wild Unknown. The Wild Unknown came out in 2012. Kim Kranz drew and self-published through Kickstarter. The Waitsmith is like the dad, right? And the Morgan Greer and the Aquarian and the other decks that came out in the 70s and the 80s, because there's a couple, are sort of like direct descendants. This is, the whole deck is animals, and this resonates with people in a totally different way than a deck full of people. I totally don't, I don't get this deck. I'm not an animal person. I don't feel, I like, I like dogs, but I don't feel, I don't have a spirit animal because I'm a white girl and I don't have a damn spirit animal because no, but I, a lot of people love this deck. So I want to give it some time and I want to see what I can see in it. Kim Kranz has also put out three other decks. Um, she has the Wild Unknown Tarot. She has the Wild Unknown Animal Spirit Guides deck. I don't have that one, so I'm not positive of the name. She has an Alchemy deck and an Archetypes deck, and I have both of those. And um, some are square, some are circles, some are hexagons. She has a whole universe and is trained in alchemy and symbolism. She's super interesting. And you can buy her whole Wild Unknown series. The next one is the Line Strider Tarot. This is also something that I bought. I bought the Wild Unknown and the Line Strider probably the same week in 2016. Um, they both, the Line Strider, I believe, was also a Kickstarter deck. It was, um, was self-published and the art is absolutely gorgeous. It also has a lot of animals, but it also has people. It's, uh, the book is thick and it's 
a really good book, like a standalone tarot book. It's all watercolor and it's very soft. It's sort of an op- opposite energy from the wild unknown to me. And again, I totally don't get it. It doesn't, I like boldness and it's not bold, but it's beautiful and I want to know what it has. On the Line Strider website, it says the Line Strider is a tarot deck that dances on the edge of magic and logic, animal and human, the conscious and unconscious mind. Drawing inspiration from that edge while still moving forward on the fool's journey. That is line striding. Personally, the creation of the deck has been a journey for me as well. I've drawn each card several times until I felt the right voice had manifested. The deck is gentle and whimsical and not overly superficial. The next one is the Holly Simple Tarot. Um, Holly Simple is another artist that I found on Instagram that makes very cool stuff. She put out a deck in 2017. This is still self-published. Um, she hasn't put out a deck in a little while. I'm not sure which printing she's on, but these cards are smaller than a traditional size. They're, they are playing card size and they're very simple. There's only like four colors in the whole thing and they're creatures and it feels it feels like a different dimension. I love it. And then the last one is called the Luna Soul. The Luna Soul came out in 2018. This is, uh, it was printed by an artist team called Liminal 11. And it is the most current deck. There is more than just white people. There's more than just thin people. There's more than just straight people. It is super rich with symbolism the colors are beautiful. It has connections to some history. It's closely tied to the Tarot de Marseille, the deck that was popular in the 17th and 18th centuries. There's symbolism in it that isn't in the writer Waite Smith, but is historically correct. It's pretty cool. There's a lot in there that I had no idea. It just seems like a good deck. So yeah, reading from their website now. The Luna Soul Tarot was created by Liminal Eleven in 2018. They say it's designed to uplift and heal with a soft color palette that gently warms the heart and characters that invite you in the moments of delicate vulnerability. The Luna Soul Tarot will wrap your intuition in positive embrace. The Luna Soul makes space for everyone. In these cards, you'll find humans are all of races, ages, shapes, and sizes, a reflection of our beautiful, diverse world. Rich in tarot traditions, but with a modern twist, this is a deck that's accessible to the beginner while offering plenty of seasoned, plenty for the seasoned practitioner to enjoy on a deeper level. Whoever you are, the Luna Soul Tarot will help you gain clarity, insight, and new perspectives. So, you know, there's four decks that I'm familiar with and four decks that I'm very not, and I am putting them all together and creating a new lexicon library of information for me to pull from when I pull cards because if I pull the queen of pentacles in the mythic tarot, but I know that the queen of pentacles in the Holly simple tarot is a snake, then that snake is going to have effect on my reading, even though it's not in this card. And that's really what I'm trying to accomplish in the show notes. I'm adding a link for all of these decks. If you want to look at them. Um, the other thing that you will see every single episode is that the episode art will be the cards from each of the decks so that when I'm talking about them, you can actually look at them. 
Most of these decks are also popular enough that you can Google the name of the card and you'll get an image and you can look at it there. I am also putting it on my Instagram. So every time an episode comes out about a card, all the cards will be on my Instagram if you want to look and, you know, look at the symbolism with me on the card. As always, hit me up on Instagram or podpage.com. I'm Ninth Arcana Podcast. Um, send me any questions or comments or anything that you want to tell me about your journey with cards or what I'm saying or really anything. The beauty of reading is that there's someone to read to. Also, please let me know what else you want to hear about. The purpose of the show is to go through the cards, but I can talk about anything related to tarot at all. And if it's something that I don't know about, I'll look it up and I'll figure it out and I'll report back. Ninth Arcana is created, written, produced, and edited by me, Teresa Fien Millies. Thank you for listening.